Hello and welcome everybody. Today we're talking about stopping watching pornography, my personal experience, why I did it, how I did it, and what happened. And it's been a surprisingly significant and fascinating experience. Uh, I didn't realize that it was so significant and that it would be, yeah, like as shocking and strange as it has been. The story that I have to share begins uh, a few years ago, really, when I began a daily ritual of going for walks in the forest every morning. Um, I started going for walks during like the 2020 everything shutting down period. And um, yeah, it quickly became like this like fundamental daily ritual every morning. I've been going for a walk in the forest, sometimes for an hour, sometimes for two or three hours, and it's a meditation, it feels therapeutic, it's good physically, it's just on so many levels, it's brought a lot of richness and beauty into my life. And very early in the practice of going on these walks, they became these meditative experiences, reflective, silent, yeah, just being in silence in nature. Um, it's really conducive to feeling what's going on inside and feeling the beauty of the natural world. And I would find myself in a very pure, wholesome, intimate state with my feelings, with my environment. And yeah, it just felt like very sacred and a very spiritual experience every day, which is kind of why I latched onto it and started doing it every day. Um, and m quite a while into this ritual, I had an experience that was quite jarring. And it was during one of my walks. And often during my walks, the walk might start with me feeling whatever conflict was going on in my life. I might feel a bunch of sadness, negativity, frustration, whatever it was. I might feel like crap at the beginning of my walk. And then after like having those feelings come roaring to the surface because I'm not distracting myself, I'm not looking at my phone, I'm just out in the forest. Um, after walking with those feelings and maybe talking them out and just feeling and moving for an hour, I often felt really different and a lot better. Um, so I was used to stuff coming up on my walks. And one day something really surprising came up. Out for my walk, I'm out in nature, alone in the forest, and in silence, and kind of in this meditative state, and all of a sudden, I hear this voice in the back of my head, kind of echoing through my head, and it just says one word over and over, and that word is porn. Just this one word repeating, porn, porn, porn kind of like like this repeating voice in my head and it there was no like imagery attached to it no fantasy no erotic feelings no emotional charge it was just the word repeating in my head porn 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 it was so strange as strange as it probably sounds it was weird and i at first i'm like what's going on what's what's with all this porn in my head I'm not, I don't feel excited about porn. Am I supposed to be watching more porn? This doesn't make any sense. I didn't go very far with that line of thinking. Um, I just basically 
Initially, I was perplexed. I did not know what to make of this. And it didn't just happen once. It started happening like every day when I went for my walk. And it wouldn't consume the whole walk. It was just this subtle voice that would be occasionally in the back of my head. And it was very strange and unsettling. And kind of, um, yeah, like frustrating almost. Because it's like, yo, I'm in the forest. This isn't porn time. I don't want to think about porn. I don't even want to hear that word right now. I'm in an ecstatic open state. But therein was a clue. Or I took that kind of feeling in me as a clue as to what might be going on. As it continued happening for days and then weeks, I, I started to think, wait a minute, maybe the state that I'm now is becoming normal in my daily life of being in nature and this ecstatic feeling of openness. It's, it's so wholesome. It's so sacred and beautiful. It really is different from looking at porn. And when I look at porn, because I was looking at porn, like I was consuming porn during this time, and and I just realized what a jarring contradiction these two realities were. And this isn't me judging, it's just me acknowledging, like, whatever reality I was regularly entering during my daily walks was very, very different than the door I was opening up and looking into when I looked at pornography, because that world, and yeah, it was just a, such a completely different reality. And this voice that was bouncing around in my head um, I didn't understand what was going on still, but it was getting me to consider, um, like, what's going on with, with porn, Miles? Like, you need to take a look at this. Yeah, I just kind of assumed that in the same way that going and being alone in silence in nature might bring up some feelings of um, sadness or inner conflict that would be healthy to feel and look into and acknowledge, um, it, it was now time for me to look into and acknowledge some feelings around pornography. I never felt particularly excited about porn. I was never someone who was terribly enthusiastic about it, but it had kind of snuck into my life because of its ease of accessibility, crazy ease of accessibility. And I had had some friends over the years for whom pornography was like more normal. And I think that helped normalize it a little bit for me. But more than anything, I just kind of rationalized that I never felt that porn had a deep psychological impact on me. Because whenever I was with a woman in a relationship, I didn't watch it. I didn't feel like watching it because that part of me was being filled up through a real-life experience with a woman. Um, and it, I never felt like I took on any of the stuff I watched in porn. Like, it didn't affect my imagination or my behavior. And so I just... And I was always surprised that it didn't seem to affect me more emotionally. But I kind of just rationalized that, that eh, doesn't seem to really affect me. So I guess it's fine. And I would only consume it during periods when I had been alone and didn't that part of my life just wasn't filled with any real experience. And so this extremely easily attainable virtual thing would fill that space. And now walking through the woods, having that word bump around in my head, I was starting to question 
how much it really was affecting me and how deep it really was getting in. And the second thing that I rationalized about consuming porn, and this is some pretty crazy logic, but at some point, I think I actually thought during a period of like singlehood that I was, it was like, I guess pornography is kind of good because it'll help me from just going and messing around with somebody in a way that could be just messy. And I think that's a really, really troubling line of reasoning because essentially my reasoning was take this virtual experience and fill yourself with that instead of going out into the vulnerability of real life and living and having real experiences that enrich you and that you learn from and that you grow from and that you develop relationships out of. And um, yeah, once I started looking at my rationalizations for uh, watching pornography, they didn't stand up very well, especially that one that as soon as I started looking at looking at that, I was like, that's crazy. That's not like, I think I would be better off to go and have messy real life experiences that of course are respectful and consensual and kind. Um, I'd be much better off to have those experiences, no matter how awkward they are, than to just live vicariously through a grim virtual world that really doesn't represent anything that feels natural to me. So all of this is to say that I reflected a bunch and I decided to stop watching porn. And I was able to stop for like probably a couple weeks and then invariably I would have a day where I just was kind of low or forgot my reasoning or whatever and I would just be like, ah, you know what, it doesn't really affect me and I'd be back watching. And that would happen, you know, that happened several times where I would kind of like stop and then not really stick to my guns and just cave in to the, you know, short-term temporary gratification of watching something so stimulating and so accessible. And what finally got me to be able to like stand in some conviction around it was... I started watching and listening to a bunch of interviews with women who were either former performers or had been actually just trafficked into experiences that were videotaped and distributed as pornography. And the stories that these incredibly courageous women told were so heartbreaking and savage um, that... I knew I needed to like listen and let it in. And this was the thing that would like keep me from just clicking for some temporary gratification. Yeah, there were stories, just heartbreaking stories of women who were signed up to do like a modeling job that had nothing to do with nudity or sexuality and suddenly found themselves in a very dangerous, scary situation with big men who forced them into things, videotaped it, and then their comp their life is just blown apart. And there were stories 
I heard uh, women talking about experiences that I guess are called revenge porn, where they had been with somebody who non-consensually filmed them, and then after they broke up, like blackmailed them and uploaded all these videos, and they get re-uploaded by different sites, and it's you know almost impossible to get them taken down, and millions of people see these videos of the most traumatic moment of somebody's life. And just hearing these stories again and again from women. And some of the content that was the product of these terrifying experiences made it onto extremely mainstream channels, like the most popular channels on the most popular streaming site had content that had these horror stories behind it. And when I started listening to these stories um, and finding them on YouTube on a variety of channels, I knew that I needed to listen a lot because somehow pornography had become normalized in my mind and in my world. And what I was, the, the grim reality behind it that I was now hearing these women describe so clearly it's like I needed to take that in deep because I wanted it to counteract that rationalization or that normalization of something where I could just say, ah, this doesn't really have any consequence. It doesn't really affect me um, because it does. That's, that's simply not true. Um, so I went into a period that wasn't very long. It was just a week or two of uh, watching a lot of interviews with former um, performers or people who had been trafficked by the porn industry and uh, it was just so heartbreaking and I would go for my, my morning walks and I started to realize that the reason that word porn had been bouncing around in my head isn't just because it was so incongruous with this part of my this kind of sacred part of my life it was because it was like compl a complete betrayal of my deepest values as a person. One of my deepest values is that people are sacred and women are sacred and women's bodies are sacred. Everyone's body is sacred and sex is sacred. And the, the whole kind of sea of content that I had been consuming was a sad, you know, after hearing these stories, I'm just like, well, that goes against my values, like in the most heartbreaking, savage way. And really letting that in was what gave me the conviction to be like, okay, no, this isn't going to be in my life. When I feel that tinge of desire or whatever, it's like, no, man, you don't. You're not watching that because the women whose stories I've heard, I, I hold them close to my heart and I think of them like they could be my sister or my daughter or my wife. And I don't have a sister or a daughter or a wife, but I think in those terms, you know, I have many close friends who are women who I love and I respect and just imagining that something like this could happen to them as an innocent young woman is just is just completely devastating. And the idea that I would not just consume that content, but by consuming it, I mean, I would be clicking on a video that generates some amount of ad revenue. So it's actually like 
economically feeding something that is completely at odds with my kind of soul. Now, I want to be clear that there's a lot about that industry that I don't understand, and there is a spectrum of content, and I don't want to shame or pathologize people who are, you know, performers in that industry or who... It's just like, that's not my place. That's not my intention. My intention is just to share my experience. Um, and yeah, I'm not here to to shame anybody. And I mean, I've watched that content. I'm not in a position to shame anybody. But it was hearing those stories that gave me the conviction to be like, okay, I want that out now. So then after stopping in in a more kind of solid way, that voice actually got louder that voice that would be in my head saying porn 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 it actually got louder for a while and i started to wonder like oh is this like some detoxification like if i go without this stimulus for long enough this voice gets louder and what i also experienced other than just that strange voice in the back of my head in moments of silence um it's like I, I felt that I had been filling some fundamental place in me by consuming that content. And when I stopped for long enough, there started to be this pain, this feeling of like, ah, there's this part of me that's just like now, like inescapably empty. Like I now I'm not distracting myself from the cold reality of my sexless life. <laughs> and that feels like a very uncomfortable thing, especially because I'm not the kind of person that just like jumps out there and hooks up with somebody. And that is a path that I could have gone down. But instead, what happened was there's this thing that the spiritual philosopher Krishnamurti called creative discontent. I fr I'm going to paraphrase. I forget exactly how he described it. But as I understand it, creative discontent is... It's when you have a certain kind of inner conflict or unrest that's actually a very creative, productive, and healthy life-giving force. And I feel like that's what happened in me. I went long enough without filling a void in me with that temporary gra or instant gratification. And in the absence of that gratification, it was all this discomfort and these feelings of longing and, and strangely... Instead of making me just want to reach for another instant gratification to just like hook up with somebody, um, it made me start really reflecting like on the type of relationship that I want. And I started dreaming big in a sense. Like I started thinking like, man, I don't really want to do that. What I want is a partner. Like I want to really be with somebody and I want it to feel like this deeply committed, connected thing. The same way that I'm when I'm in the forest, it feels like this deeply connected, intimate thing. I feel like taking away that influence, um, yeah, it started to get me really thinking about where I'm at with what makes sense to me on a level of intimacy and relationships. And that's been a really beautiful thing, just a door to open and look at and be like, whoa, okay, what I want feels really amazing and big. And it's not something that I can just like go and grab. And I want to work on myself and build the life that would be um, 
suitable for that kind of relationship. And yeah, there's been this kind of a fire lit in me. There's, there is a pain and a hunger that's revealed by not just like giving myself instant gratification. And that feels like a very productive, positive, healthy thing. Um, it's made me re-examine all sorts of areas in my life and have some really healthy conversations with friends and with myself. Um, yeah, and the levels of positivity that have come out of it are just like shocking, shocking, shocking. I feel like there's some, like I've gotten a part of myself back. And I know that sounds probably kind of cliche, but it feels really true. This fundamental part of myself it gets to like really come back now because I'm not jumping into this world in a very intimate way that so doesn't match with my values and what I want and what I want to create and what feels true to me. And again, this isn't to shame or judge anybody who has a different um, way of being. It's just to share my experience. That's all I wanted to share today, you guys. Just my personal experience. I totally understand if a lot of people watching or listening have a different one. Some of you might be able to relate, though. If you enjoyed this, uh, if it brought up any thoughts for you I'd love to hear, you can comment down below. You can like, you, you can subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I'm also an author, if you didn't know. I've got a couple books you can check out. If you enjoyed this, you'll probably enjoy them. They're both uh, autobiographical stories about vulnerability, inner power, personal experiences and relationships, all the messy, juicy, beautiful stuff. Uh, you'll find links to those in the show notes or in the description below. Um, there's audiobook versions narrated by me, paperback versions, ebook versions. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, for watching. I hope you enjoyed this. And until next time, take care.